Welcome to the Girls Gotta Heal podcast, where we dive into the everyday issues of your modern day resilient healing woman and get real about the ups and downs of healing and personal growth. Navigating our mental health relationships, various setbacks, and grieving those we've lost can get very messy while we're also trying to figure out who we are. I totally get it and I'll guide you through. I got you. I'm your host, Karen Pileggi, and in each episode, we uncover new empowering topics that you have likely experienced in your journey or will. Empowering one another is so this decade, and so is living up to our full potential. This is the time to become more confident in exploring your relationship with yourself and looking inward. You don't have to have it all figured out today, but you're here and now is a good start. I want you to be your best self. I'm always going to be rooting for you. This girl's got to heal. Welcome to another episode. What do you do when someone you love does not want to receive help? This is incredibly frustrating, painful, and really impacts a lot of us. So we could be talking about our partner, our family member, our friend, our coworker, and it's especially frustrating if you are someone who is um, a problem solver or really sensitive or honestly just any person wanting the best for someone in our life. So a lot of the things I talk about have a grief lens. So someone who has experienced grief and loss, let's say the example of losing a parent, you might, if you have a great relationship with your other parent or great relationship with other family members, it might be incredibly important and especially valuable to you to ensure that that other parent or those family members are healthy, safe, protected, and doing and being the best that they possibly could be. And when you don't see that, that could be frustrating and stressful to say the very least. Is there an area in your life that you feel stuck in? Do you feel like you haven't always had a safe space to work through some of your inner challenges? I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more accessible and affordable through their online platform. By filling out a few questions, you will be matched to a professional therapist that best meets your needs and can conveniently book sessions online. Sign up and get matched with a therapist today. You can find the link in my description. It's betterhelp.com slash girls gotta heal. With this link, you'll get 10% off of your first month. Just like dating or finding your perfect job, it's important to find the best match. And here you can easily switch therapists if you need to at no cost. Therapy has been instrumental in my personal journey with grief and has also built my self-awareness and emotional health after years of internalizing feelings. I started to get curious about therapy as a university student and was it ever hard to find affordable therapy? Therapy has better equipped me in my relationships and navigating my grief, managing my anxiety, my everyday decision making, and ultimately feeling empowered in my life. It can feel intimidating to start something new, but when's the last time that you did something for yourself? If you're struggling in navigating your relationships or grief, or want to better show up in your relationships, consider therapy with BetterHelp. Invest in yourself. Click the link in my podcast description or visit betterhelp.com slash girls gotta heal for 10% off of your first month. So this conversation today is super broad. So please apply it with a grain of salt and to whatever part of your life it resonates to the most. So when someone we love doesn't want help, when I say this, this can mean that they might not want help with regards to their health addictions, relationship patterns, their grief, their finances, their life choices, their mental health, 
anything, right? When you love someone, you're in a relationship with them. It's really hard to just see them not be happy. And when we break that down, that can look like a lot of things. Maybe there is underlying issues with um, health and mental health and relationship patterns and breaking cycles that it's very obvious. It's evident that they need support and they need something in place to help them work through what they're going through. But either they don't want to receive it, don't have access to it. There could be a number of reasons. So speaking solely on a parent-child relationship, if you find that you are someone who, when you grew up, the roles were reversed and you found that you are parenting your parents, um, this is also called parentification, then this pattern and role dynamic may may continue on to adulthood. So Although you've done this most of your life and taking care of them, as you get older, it could be even more challenging as you experience your own life responsibilities, building your own family, and then having this weight and this worry of your parent. Are they okay? Are they being taken care of? Are they making the best choices that they can be? And uh, also would apply to emotional caregivers too. You might have had a pretty typical uh, upbringing and parent childhood dynamic, but as you got older, for whatever reason, you take on the role of an emotional caregiver for your parent. And this could become difficult when there is resistance to change. You might find that as they get older, they're getting more complications with their health or being diagnosed with certain things, and they have a really hard time changing. For example, changing their outlook on life, their lifestyle, their diet. And it's so hard when you have parents who are very rigid and built in, have built in these perspectives and, and ways of living. Like it's hard to change that. Uh, some people even com- even complain that it's hard to change like a, a three-year-old and, you know, uh, expose them to different foods and, and all these things. So at any point in life, it, it could be difficult to make changes, but in terms of adults or a parent, there has to be willingness on their end to want to change. And it's really hard to see, especially when you can see the world and and see their experience so clearly, and you are maybe a solution-based person where you just want to see the end of the road and you're like, let's do it, let's do what we gotta do, we'll get there no matter how bad it is. If If you've developed that type of mindset, it could be really hard when, and frustrating when you see a parent, somebody you love, who's not receptive to that. And it's like, no matter how much I love you, no matter how much I care about you, no matter what resources and supports I'm putting in place in front of you to take advantage of, you're just not taking it. And that could be really, really upsetting. In terms of a partner not receiving help, this could look like a a partner who is struggling with mental health. Maybe they're going through depression and anxiety, have a hard time asking for help, even making sense of their own emotions and feelings and and what's going on for them. Um, And this could create tension in the relationship. It might cause you to reevaluate your needs. And so there is a bit of a difference when you look at a parent versus a partner who is not uh, willing to receive help or wanting to, because in a partnership, that's like your romantic partner. That is, you know, the person you might be parenting with or, 
you know, you're living with them. You're sleeping by their side. You're waking up with them. You're living your life with them. So it's hard. It's both are very difficult. But uh, when it comes to a partner who's not receiving or wanting to receive help, it can be really frustrating because again, you might be able to maybe in your experience and in your life and the skills that you've developed, you can see a solution so clearly. For example, on the topic of mental health, you might be someone who throughout your early adulthood have been taking really good care of yourself. You're into mindfulness, you go to therapy, you have good a good support system. You've really made some solid choices in your life to make change and live a healthier lifestyle mentally and emotionally and physically. And then when you see a partner who is struggling, that could be hard for you and frustrating. You might be like, well, there's a solution there. Like it worked for me. This, if you just do all these things and they're just not picking up what you're putting down, that can be so hard to work through. And again, for both, whether it's a parent, partner, a friend, a coworker, at the end of the day, somebody, that somebody has to be willing to put in the work themselves and see things and want to make the change. And if they don't, you're just going to tire yourself out. And of course, when we love someone, we'll do anything. So until we're blue in the face, tell them, you know, I care about you. I want this for you. Here are some things that worked. Are you open to that? Just having conversations with them and getting through to them in whatever way you can. We will do those things for people we love. But it's also important to recognize what your limits are as well. And if you are running yourself down because of that, if you want to sit in that deep hole with them or if you want to get yourself out. So essentially the weight of this, of feeling this burden of someone you love not wanting to get better or seek help or uh, want better for themselves can really depend on the attachment level and the level of investment and also your own issues too. Going back to the partner example, if you have a partner who is really deep in their depression, it's very obvious to you what's going on. They don't want to acknowledge it. They don't want help. It's impacting your personal relationship with one another and maybe their relationship with their family and how you how you're raising your children. But you also grew up as someone who took care of their family and had no choice to grow up really quickly and find solutions. It might be very frustrating for you to see the person that you chose as a life partner struggle and just be okay with being in that stuckness or it appearing that way. So that's an example of how like our personal issues and our personal upbringing can impact how we view this particular scenario of someone we love struggling and not wanting help. So I wanted to talk about some ways that we can approach this because this can be very consuming. If you haven't experienced this in your life at some point, um, you might. And it's just important to consider some of these tips as you experience it, as you go along. So what you can actually do, I think the most important thing is to try not to fix someone. That's hard. So it will take a second to digest that. Try not to fix someone. And you should never approach any relationship with that mission of, I am going to fix you. Firstly, that's a lot on you. And again, that person might not want it. And you might be really disappointed. And you might have these unrealistic expectations of that person and that relationship. 
So I always say, instead of trying not to fix someone, it's important to shift that to meeting them where they're at. You yourself have to be willing and wanting to meet them where they're at. And, um, you know, that can look like just being very compassionate and empathetic. And sometimes it's really hard. So you have to sit with yourself and say, how can I get there? How can I get to a place of being compassionate for what you're going through? And maybe the reasons why it's very difficult for you to change. Again, if you're dealing with someone who's very rigid in their ways, they just might not have been exposed to all of these new avenues to go down to. So how can you get to a place of showing compassion for them? And also there are so many different ways that we can show up for somebody. And it it doesn't always look like rushing through the door as a hero and fixing things overnight. Like that's not really it. It's, you know, calling them, checking in on them. It's scheduling time to go for a walk and grab coffee. It's setting time. For example, if we're talking about relationships, setting time in the week to check in with them or having a five minute check-in if, it, if it's too overwhelming to have larger, these bigger discussions at a, at a time. So being open-minded to the fact that there are different ways you can show up for people that you love who are struggling and not in a position just yet to receive help. The next one is understanding, adjusting, and implementing your boundaries. So a lot of the the boundary lines can be blurred. They can be crossed because if we're talking about a parent who is struggling and a child who is wanting to help them, the child, in this case, I'm talking about a young adult or adult um, wanting to help their parents or wanting to seek, wanting better for their parent. You might be just running yourself dry and being so invasive, so in their space, so determined to make change that you run yourself dry you neglect your work you neglect your family you neglect your relationships you're like everything has been into focusing on that person and trust me there are there are definitely scenarios where that has to be the case but if you find yourself for that type of situation lasting you know longer than a month or five months that should probably be a clue that you know you're really running yourself dry and maybe a different approach is something that needs to be considered. So understanding what your boundaries are, what you need, and um, implementing them. The next one is focusing on your own healing. So you probably weren't expecting me to say that, but, and it might initially sound selfish. So you might think like, this person in my life is struggling. Why am I going to turn around and focus on myself and my healing? You know, they're the one that needs the help, not me. The reason I say this is because There's such a powerful spillover effect when you put a lot of time and energy into your own healing and perhaps why what's going on between the two of you is activating something in you. You need to explore that. So focus on healing yourself and remind yourself that people do have to want it for themselves. You cannot want something more for someone than they want it for themselves. So I think it's important too to acknowledge and validate some of the reason reasons why it might hurt you. One of the first reasons why it could be hurting you is because, like I mentioned at the very beginning of this episode, you may have already lost someone. And when we're talking about mental health and, and health and health conditions, if you've gone through the whole process of seeing uh, someone suffering and, and passing away, 
that leaves a very permanent mark and it's really hard to forget or see past those experiences. So you don't forget that and you might be thinking to yourself, I, I just don't want to go through that again. I don't want to have to see someone I love struggle and, and pass in that type of way. So that could be a really um, motivating force for you to want to seek change in somebody else. But that also is something that's being reactivated in you that you need to explore. The next reason why this could hurt you is you could be thinking about your future and you really want this person to be in your life. So again, could be any type of relationship, parent, partner, friend, so on. Next is you can clearly see the impact of their choices, especially when it comes to a health choice and somebody neglecting their body or neglecting what their body is requiring. It could be really hard to see that and see the you can kind of foresee the outcome of that. Next is you have this drive inside of you that you really want to break cycles. You don't want the same cycles repeating in your family when when it comes to relationships, when it comes to health, when it comes to um, just family patterns and, and certain cycles going on. So that could be a really big driving force for you as well. Uh, another reason why seeing someone you love not receive and accept help could be hurtful for you is because you miss a part of them or you have a need that they are not fulfilling. And again, this can so apply for parents and partners. Your parent might not be meeting your needs. They may have never met this particular need of yours throughout your life. So that can be very um, activating for you. Another one is... And the last one is you may feel that them choosing not to accept help equals them not loving you. If you don't receive help, then that means that you don't care about me. You don't care about me enough. And um, we sometimes might give people we love this ultimatum, the if then. And um, again, there's always scenarios and situations where something like this is more fitting. But generally speaking, um, that's hard because that speaks to a need that is not being met within you and that deserves some extra exploration. So we covered a lot, very broadly speaking, and I always encourage you to do your own inner work, do your own research, and um, certain things might apply to you, some certain things might not. So just take the time and reflect. And um, if it doesn't apply to you, Always try to use this information to help you better understand the next person. It could be one of your friends and something that they're going through and they're confiding in you about. So always trying to promote being more compassionate and empathetic in this world. So three questions I am leaving you with. Who is that someone in your life who has had a hard time receiving help? The next question is, what has been helpful for you in times that you did not want to receive help? What was that game changer? What was something, someone that really impacted and changed the way that you cared about yourself and the way you viewed about yourself? And you might not have experienced that. So take the time to, to reflect on this. And the last question is, what would you tell a friend going through this? A friend who has a parent or partner who has had a really difficult time receiving help and they're confiding in you, what would you tell your friend? 
If you're looking for more ways to connect with people you love in your life, check out the Connecting Through Grief card deck available on the Girls Gotta Heal website. Look forward to seeing you here next time. Take good care.